How y'all doing? Welcome to the OKO Show. It's your Saturday morning shake up. Hey, yeah, we getting you tuned in to your college football news and what's the schedules going on in my thing thoughts and everything going on to these days matchup. Today's matchup, we got a lot of low key matchups, but not a big not not a lot of big game matchup, but a lot of low key managed. Um, College games today um, that's going to impact your your conference and who's going to be in this top ten and just playoffs this this week and then um, we're gonna kick things off. We're gonna go to the eleven o'clock matchups and we got a number five matchup against Alabama. Uh, Alabama against Mississippi State. Excuse me. Uh, Alabama coming off his first loss to LSU, and they're going to try to rebound against Mississippi State. Mississippi State has a, uh, a all right, uh, decent quarterback can be on the rise. Uh, most people that doesn't know him is Garrett Scherter. Uh, Garrett Scherter, uh, number six, he has a thousand yards passing, and it has a thousand yard running back Kelvin Hill, uh, and has a thousand and twenty seven yards, nine TDs. Um, looking to see if they can get enough offense and management uh, and see if they can get Bama in some turnovers. Uh, the Bama gets an instant a turnover if they can capitalize out for Alabama to get them forcing the turnovers and see if they can get the running backs going in the uh, backfield and see, and see if they can get Bama to uh, a couple pass plays that's get their linebackers into some matchups that they don't like. And see if they can follow Alabama with two losses this year. But I don't think um, after Mississippi State just coming off a, a wonderful win against Arkansas, uh, blowout win as the um, 54-24 win, and they're going to um, versus Alabama. And their record is um, it's Three and three and five, three and five, and you're looking at uh two and four in the conference, four and five overall, and their next game after Alabama is uh Division two school Ace event uh Ace um this is Division two school next game then you got Mississippi to close out in the year. Um, then we got the uh Alabama. You got Tulu coming up is one of the worst games he ever had. He had like a couple turnovers during that game. The reason why they lost this game, and you got uh Jared Judy coming off a couple touchdown drop, and and with a game that you didn't see too much going on from Alabama to uh, try to do a late comeback, but then it comes up short, and um they just couldn't get off the field, and you got Alabama come um if if they can. Compromise, uh, and but I don't see Alabama losing this game. This uh, Tulu, uh, the quarterback Tulu, um, doesn't look that all that healthy. Hopefully, that they don't have to do a lot of moving around for him. Not a they get some easy rollouts because that surgery on that ankle look like it's not. He's not all the way healthy, and if they can just capitalize that on the defensive end of Mississippi State, they might get an upset, but I don't think that's happening. I think they're going to protect Tua, and they're going to get the victory. And then also, we got a number nine, another lost victim from last week. Uh, um, number nine, Penn State versus Indiana. Um, I see Penn State winning this game. 
as they coming off the close loss, 31-26 over Minnesota. And what they got coming back was, you know, they got their dynamic wide receiver, K.J. Hamler, um, number one, is has eight TDs, but only had eight. Um, I had 44 reception yards last game. And Jernell Brown is their running back. It's, it's all right, but it's a tremendous drop-off from last year um, with Jermaine Sanders coming from there. And like another drop-off from, from running back position, but the skill position at wide receiver is still good. And you got Clayton Clifford, the quarterback for um, Penn State, is thrown for 2,271 yards. I'm looking like they can try to bounce back after that loss and try to beat up the Indiana team. At eleven o'clock on ABC, and next game day after that they have a meeting with Ohio State and Rutgers, and right now I just don't see Penn State taking the back-to-back losses in Indiana, but and the way that things going and um you never know, uh Indiana, if um their team has. Let me see where we got here. Their leading people is well. Let's go. With, uh, all right. Uh, Pelinix Jr. has a thousand and three hundred and ninety-four yards and four four interceptions and ten TDs for the team. And um, the leading go-getter is. Scott, last name Scott the third, seven hundred thirty nine, seven hundred thirty seven yards and nine TDs to lead the team, and that and they have the receiver Pyre has eight hundred and thirteen yards to lead the Indiana Hugers <clears throat> per game. Indiana's averaging thirty one yards. 31 points a game is the fact who's going to score the most points to win. Um, right now, I got um, I do have Penn State winning in this close game, but I got Penn State winning by six points. Couple field goals. Special teams going to come completely in this game. Decide the difference. Also, at 11 o'clock, we got the Michigan against cross-star rival Michigan State. John Harbaugh. It's coming off from a rough, rugged start. With just only a couple losses came from Penn State recently, and the first loss is uh, was against Wisconsin. And Shane Patterson is their leading passer, has a thousand and seven hundred and seventy-three yards, and their leading running back right now is like the weakest link as they program right now. And Zach. Corinth it. And if he could get the thing going, if they can get over 110, 120 yards, I got the Michigan winning this game. But if they can't establish the running game, I do have Michigan falling. And Ronnie Brown, Ronnie Bell is the leading receiver, number eight for the Michigan Wolverines. And they can just get both of them guys going. I can see Michigan winning with the defense is coming around at the right time. But is it the wrong time, but the right time, we shall, we we don't know for right now. But also, um, also in Michigan State, Michigan and Michigan news, Michigan running back Evans is for the 2020 is announced that running back Evans will be reinstated 
and be joining the team for the winner. And that's could be good news for the running back Evans. Chris Evans and be reinstated next year. Um, that's good news in Michigan Wolverines news. And therefore, let's go to Michigan State and see what's going on with them. Um, if Michigan State um, can cause some turnovers, Shane Patterson does have uh, some injury, not injury, I mean some fumble problems and interception in red zone problems. If he can clear that up, you can see Michigan winning because Michigan State's defense is clicking right now. Brennan, um, Michigan State, where they leading go getters is Brian Nakir. And he's the passer and he says he got a 60% QBR. That's not very good. And he got a uh, Elijah Collins, the running back number 24 with 715 yards. Daniel Stewart Jr. is the leading wide receiver number 25 with 694 yards with four TDs. If you get, and we'll see what kind of news they got right here going on for Michigan State. <laughs> That's sad news. Only thing I can, hey, I hate to say sad news. Um, Richard Carlos Rogers, long, long time ago, wide receiver from Michigan State, did pass away. We give his condolence to Carlos Rogers and the family and the Michigan State family. Um, he was a great at Michigan State. If you follow it, if you older, if you follow him, and he did a couple of things in the NFL that um, that he did. He was one of uh, Detroit Lions. So I think he probably the second pick of the draft. Um, is is a great was a great player, and um, just injuries just brought him down. Um, now, in, going back to the football note. Um, Quarterback Brian Licker has been checked out of concussion, um, concussion late, and is might be up to he might be able to go today. Uh, the quarterback Brian Licker might be able to go to go with the concussion protocol is on him. Okay, um, look, like he might be good to go as a quarterback for if you wanted to know Michigan State Wolverines, he might be good to go. Your starting quarterback, even though getting knocked out, he is following. He might be able to go in the following losses to Illinois, thirty-seven and thirty-four uh, loss against the Fighting Illini. And for right now, like I said, I got, man, I got, I got, I'm gonna. Um, I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to go with Michigan State on this one. I just got, even though they're going through a four and five start, Michigan State is. But I got, I can see uh, Michigan State doing just a little bit on both sides of the ball, just being balanced to beat the Michigan ball game. Because I don't think Shane Patterson and his turnovers, and and I just think. Michigan State can capitalize off them sh the short field they will be giving them off the turnovers. But, hey, I could be wrong. It might be one of them days where they have a lot of upsets, a lot of in, in, in uh, state rivalry games that could end up in the L or win. But I got Michigan State winning on the road. Then you got number 22, uh, Oklahoma State versus the uh, unranked Kansas. Then you got you, enough you can say about um, Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State um, running back is unbelievable. I say it's top five running back in the nation. I mean, what else? What else can you say about that group? Um, Chubba Herbert he has a thousand and six hundred four yards. I believe he still might be leading the nation. 
And think about it, Trayvon Wallace, if you did not know Oklahoma State fans, you're uh, your key wide receiver. He is out for the year. And you got Spencer Sanders. He's just a different kind of breed that Oklahoma State never had. He's kind of like a half breed. He's, he's a scrambler. And he's not just... Uh, I'm just going to throw the ball, uh, shrieking, and all the 30, 40 times. He might take it. He got design runs. So, Oklahoma State going into a transition period they, uh, instead of a drop-back passer and a uh, mobile quarterback slash, slash um, quarterback they do have. So, it's a little bit different. Oklahoma State ball club, club you're seeing right now. They're 6-3, and three, and they're going to the – like they said, they lead it. I'm sorry. Um the stat leading stat getters, um, like I said, I just mentioned them and Herbert and um, and Wallace with the completing the receiving group. You just have to. Um, I am going to go with O State winning this game against Kansas. I don't see them having to mess up with Kansas, even though they could come up with any kind of big game plays anytime in the ball club. Let me tell you a little bit more about your Kansas team. <laughs> That I have seen so far with a slash, with the running back they do have, it's kind of like a slash back. Uh, Pookie Williams Jr. You have 765 yards, number one. Another slat, uh, scat back, it can catch and get the ball to the outside. So if you're them, uh, O State, you want to set the edge. Don't you want him to go in the, uh, the tackles? You don't want him to get the outside if we can get. If he has Pookie Williams has over 100 yards or 150 yards combined, I can see Candace, Candace Jayhawks winning this game. With Stanley Carter, has 19 TDs so far with 2,215 yards. Andrew Peckerman, if he can get uh, established in the wide receiver game, if they can get him some touches, I got Candace winning this game. <laughs> but with the injuries, I'm going to take the upset. I'm going with Candace. And then you got... Big time. You got some of the Notre Dame. You got Navy, number 23, versus Notre Dame. That comes on at 1.30. Comes on at 1.30 at NBC. Uh, NBC. And you got Notre Dame with... Um, this is going to be a big test for Notre Dame, which we already know what Navy likes to do. They like to triple option and everything like that. They're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball down your throat. If you can't stop it, ain't no way you're going to win. If they can do it just a little bit passing, they'll win this game. Navy will. But with Notre Dame having these only with 7-2 right now, I don't see Ian Brooke or Notre Dame taking any more losses right now. Repeat them so below in the conference of their self and low in the bowl standings. So I don't see them losing this game, but if they don't stop the run from Navy, Navy will win. If Navy gets more than 250 yards rushing, they will win the game. With Tony Jones is the leading running running back for them, and Chase Winspool is 651 yards. The wide receiver number 83 has five touchdowns to lead now. But if mark my word, if you see 250 yards running for uh, Navy, you will see Navy winning. But other than that, I got Notre Dame with Ian Brooke. Not taking playing any games, scoring enough points in the passing game to keep them on balance, and I got them winning this game. All right, and next big time game that's coming up this evening. And then you got 
Number three, Clemson against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is not a walk in the park from uh, Clemson, but it's a building of better teams that have faced this year. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys. And Clemson does have some flaws. They does have some flaws with uh, Tyra Anneke. Um I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to uh, go to the uh, Wake Forest side right now. I'm sorry. Uh, Wake Forest side with Johnny Newman has a 2,297 yards. So far this year is number 12. He wears that number 12. And you got Shade Shrekatap. Uh, the wide receiver number 14 has 1,000 yards. That's pretty good if you be airing it out. And half of your, your yards from passing goes to this one wide receiver. Uh, Shade, number 14, has 11 TDs. So any problems... Clemson's going to have. It's going to be with this wide receiver. Has clips over 1,000 yards so far this season. It's, it's amazing. It's one of the um, way for us. It's the deepest threat. And if you're looking at the running game, it's just okay. You got um, Chade Crowley, Quandy, uh, 429 yards. Number 36, he's the leading go-getter for them, 429 yards. As you see, they're fast. They're a pass-based offense. If they can get a, a little bit running game, is I don't think Wake Forest can score that much. But if the defense come to play, if it gets close, why not Wake Forest win? But Wake Forest is seven and two. The losses they do have against high, high uh, power Louisville and and the loss a bad loss to Virginia Tech. If they can put it together at two thirty. They can beat Clemson, but I got Clemson winning, but close game, 10 by 7 points or lower. And let's go to the Clemson side. And you know who's already um, the guys up there. Tyree Anneke is one of the best running backs in the nation, one of the top five runners. And Trevor Lawrence is one of the top quarterbacks out there. And Trevor Anthony, like I said, he has 1,014 yards. And they got prep for wide receivers. T. Higgins. Ross, you name it, they got enough. Then you have, um, but number three, Clemson, I continue, I got them winning the game, I said at least by by seven or ten, but not in a blowout like everybody else. All right, what do we have here? Then you got uh, number 20, Iowa against number eight, Minnesota. Now, this is very key for some people in the top 10. Minnesota is lurking out there, and Iowa is the person that can end a lot of dreams right now. We're going to go to Iowa, and that's what this game is going to be. Minnesota have to win this game on the road. <clears throat> and Iowa Hawkeyes has a loss between Wisconsin first, Penn State, and Michigan. That means... That Nate Stanley has the leading passer, and Mikhail Schenker, striker nut, was uh, the running back, 464 yards, and Nate Stanley, the quarterback, 2,158. But I just think when I look at uh, Iowa, the defense is there, but I don't see the explosiveness in the offense. It's just, it's methodical. It's unorthodox. It, I don't think. Um, Iowa knows their identity, and that's why I don't think they're going to win this game, even though Minnesota's hot. But I don't see enough 
explosive plays from Iowa to make against a Minnesota team that's trying to creep up in the, in the playoffs and stay alive to get in this tournament and uh, this playoff contention with undefeated so far. They're 9-0. And all they have to do is beat Iowa, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. And um, the quarterback for here is uh, Taylor Morgan, Rodney Smith, and the receiver, Rashad Bateman, uh, is leading wide receivers for 847 yards. And Rodney Smith, down there at over 1,000 yards with seven TDs with 940 yards. And Taylor Morgan with 2,000 yards passing is can they make enough plays in the offense to win this game as they've been doing so far this year so far they only been averaging 20 points scored against them averaging 37 points so they've been running up the scoreboard in minnesota so but i think the scoreboard gonna be going down but i think they're gonna win this game by by 10 points because they can just outscore Iowa. I don't think uh, Minnesota might be having default on the defensive end, but they got enough offense to cover that, and they're going to win this game. And then you got, and I got, like I said, I got Minnesota going, another undefeated. And then you have the 230 game. You got um, Georgia versus, number four Georgia versus out against Auburn. Auburn is one of the top they're going to play at home, and this is going to be on CBS. And one of the top freshman quarterbacks, Bo Nixon, is the fact he's going to be playing at home. That's going to help him. And their number 12 with the only losses came against Florida and LSU. An LSU game, they only lost by six points. And Bo Nixon, his QBR can be a little bit better. It's been 49.9, but the guy makes key throws and key throws. The guy's just calm. He knows how to make big plays. They're just a team that's young right now, but I don't think, uh, think they have enough that on the offensive end right now as well as the running back position to slow Georgia up for a while. But it's going to be a tight game because it's a rival game. Uh, but I got, you know what I'm saying, uh, Bo Nixon only has 1,798 yards. Uh, Javarvis Whitman has 553 yards, number 28. And then Seth Williams, the leading go-getter at wide receiver, is 569 yards, number 18. And the Auburn Tigers, uh, defense still stout. They're only giving up 17.4. And they're scoring 32 points a game. So the defense is still fast. Still at linebackers are still fair. They can get to the passer. So if Georgia can make enough plays in the wide receiver group, which they can Auburn cornerbacks make Georgia pass. Can you make them do enough in uh in the passing game to get the win? Uh because Auburn um Cornerbacks and secondary, we'll see how they develop in this game. And Jake Fromm has 1,858, one of the smartest quarterbacks in the nation. And DeAndre uh, uh, Swift, one of the best running backs in the nation. Top five, top top seven, as you can argue. And Lawrence Cager is the leading receiver, but he is coming off a soldier, shoulder uh, injury. I don't think he's going to play this game. So... But the Georgia wide receivers is incomplete with the wide receivers they do have. 
is the, can the youngsters make enough plays? If they're going to win this game, Georgia's going to win this game. It's going to be right running the football. And if Georgia doesn't win the, the running game, if they don't slow the, they can't run the ball, I don't see Georgia probably going to win this game. But me joining the Georgia fan, and I think they got a little bit defense is more of their insult this year. Is that they best suit? I got the Georgia Bulldogs winning this game. And if they got coming up in the schedule, they do have, if they win this game, they have Texas A&M and Georgia Tech left. And they win this game, they're going to the SEC East Championship. Um, and that's about it. You got uh, Oregon, Justin Herbert versus Arizona. I got Oregon winning this, number six, Oregon winning. And that's tonight game at 930. And I got Oregon winning this game. Um, Utah, they got at home versus UCLA. I got UCLA losing this game against Utah. That's number seven. Continue to win. And I got, oh, yeah, don't forget about the nice big game. One of the biggest games of the this year is number 10, Oklahoma, at number 13, Baylor. At Baylor. We're going to go on the, third, on the Baylor side and see what you guys thinking right here. All right, Baylor is 9-0. And their offense is averaging 271 yards, passing 35 yards a game. And Jonathan Brown is the quarterback. Is not, number one of the, your Baylor quarterbacks throws big yards. This year, uh, he has 2,030 338 yards, and John Lovett, the running back, that's 532 yards, and Dr. Means is the leading wide receiver at 675 yards. Now, keep your eye on number six. Um, I don't know his name. He's a running back that's um, from Baylor. He does another bit of uh, Darren Sproles look, a little slap back as your third down running back that comes in behind Lovett. The running back, uh, number seven, comes in behind him, and he's going to correct havoc if the linebackers from OU cannot cover him. Now, if OU loses this game, they're going to take them out the national title hopes, and it's going to take them out of the Big 12 championship game. Now, this is big game for um, Ken, the OU, OU Sooners, Boomer Sooners, make enough plays at the linebacker position and stop their running game and their passing game, their short and immediate passing game. But as OU got one of the best, one of the best wide receiver groups in the nations, you like it or not, just, it is what it is. And Jalen Hurts at running and throwing the ball is going to give Baylor fits because you don't know if you're going to spy him or you're going to bring an extra person down because he's a running back too because he leads them in rushing also i can see him having a if he if he gets a hundred and uh 127 yards passing um he running i'm sorry he's going to be over a thousand yards in Rushing, and he's got 2,742 yards passing. And C.D. Lamb, if he gets 17 yards, he's going to be over 1,000. With the trio wide receivers, they do have um, at OU, they could be 91 or 8-2 today. But I have OU winning this game. 
Not taking it off. So yeah, too much to live for. They, next game, they have TCU and O State, the rival. That is just too much to lose if they lose to Baylor. And they just know how to make. And I don't see OU losing this game. I got OU winning by by 13 points, but winning it in the fourth quarter. All right, let's see. I think that's it, you guys, uh, after your, your morning. Oh, yeah, you have USC versus California on a late game at 10 o'clock at night. If you up, you're going to watch this guy Pittman for South Carolina. South Carolina, USC is a bad man. And then against California, you're going to watch two people on that D. You got a DN Weber, and you got a linebacker that's one of the best in the nation. Uh, Beaver, uh, you're going to watch that game. I got USC going to win, uh, win this game on the road. The offense is too good. And, and the quarterback, they had a freshman quarterback. Uh, I don't know if he's a freshman, but he makes big plays and he knows how to get Pittman involved as the wide receiver. He's one of the best wide receivers in the nation. Um, and I got USC winning this game. And it's your boy OKO. It's that morning shake up and, it's your boy OKO, and I'm out the door.